Latina women on a mission to be your voice and make your voices be heard. I'm Melanie. I'm a single 30-something woman born and raised in Texas that is navigating life as a single gal and hopes to inspire and encourage women. I'm Liz, a mom and a wife with a lot of spunk. I speak the blunt, honest truth. Our lifestyle podcast touches on topics of love, friendship, marriage, motherhood, and so much more. And, and we, we are Modern, Modern Day Mujeres. Hey guys, hope you really enjoyed our new intro and hope you guys have had a happy new year up to this point. We're so excited to be back with our episodes and welcoming the new year with so many good things. We are so excited for this new intro and outro. So you guys stay tuned <laughs> to the end. Make sure that also you know that Alexander Chase was the mastermind. He's of, a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys don't already follow him, give him a follow. And yeah, shout him out if you have any other um, possible ideas that he may you know do for you guys that's just the kind of things he does stay tuned and enjoy our first live podcast in conjunction with chai talks until next time bye hey guys welcome to our very first live episode in conjunction with chai talk ladies so we will like to thank you guys so much for giving us this opportunity and being here with all of you and sharing a little about a, a little bit about us along with getting to know some of you ladies so we are modern day mujeres women we are latina women who use our platform not just to talk about our life or our lifestyle but we also welcome women in different communities cultures minorities women of color to as well share their experiences and their stories with what they do whether it's you know being a mom single woman you know in this day and age and um, as well sharing a little bit about their entrepreneurship and in their business and I am Liz I'm Melanie and so <laughs> you know we want to say once again thank you so much for having us all of you look so beautiful. Yes. I was in, I'm sitting there eating dinner with Liz, and I was like, they are so gorgeous. All of you. And All of you are so beautiful. <laughs> and, but seriously, thank you guys so much for having us. This really is an honor for us to even be here and sharing us with you guys. Yep. And as well, the beautiful venue of Farah Text Med for hosting us. Um, the food is amazing. I know I loved it. It was amazing. <laughs> it is. So good. So we want to kind of give you guys a little bit of backstory of how we got started, when, and a little bit of why. So of course, I'll let Mel take take the lead. Okay. So, <laughs> so I have... For the last couple years, I've been going on a spiritual journey of healing for myself from things that I've done or things that have happened in my life. And I didn't know how to heal myself. I didn't think about going to see a therapist or talking to friends and family. And so I felt that it was therapeutic to just share my story out loud and maybe share it to somebody who may familiarize themselves with 
what I had gone through. And so I put the word out there and Liz was like, well, let's do it. She wanted to share her story of being a single mom and being a stay-at-home mom and having, um, you know, going through troubles with uh, carrying a pregnancy. And so we just decided to put those two together and then share our stories. Um, what we didn't know was that it was going to be something more than just us sharing our stories. It was more women that wanted to come on our platform and share their own stories with us, whether it was with something in their life or um, dealing with business or anything like that. And so we, it just took a different path. And it, so we're yeah. so grateful for that path because I don't know if we would have continued <laughs> telling stuff about ourselves yeah like how much more can we talk about ourselves <laughs> until people are like okay like this is getting to be too much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got tired of hearing ourselves talk and hearing yes. ourselves laugh so like we need to have other people on yeah so. like to kind of break that the monotonous way of like girl like how much have you been through that you still have something <laughs> to talk about <laughs> For me, I sometimes get like that. Like, I feel like I can talk on and on, but because not coming from a, like, I only want to talk about myself, but it's like, I hope someone can relate or resonate with something that I've been through as a mother or as a woman or, you know, someone who's trying to find their path or their passion, whether it be in business or artistic, creative uh, ventures. Because I feel like for me, when we started this, I went from being a full-time working mom for over nine years. I was in the corporate world. I was a property manager. You know, I was doing the nine to five. And so when I was let go from my job, it was because during this time, it just felt like my pregnancy came first. I was going through a really hard time carrying through pregnancies. And so I had the opportunity with the support of my husband to stay at home, take care of myself and take care of, you know, this pregnancy. And so I found myself so deep into just motherhood. I had let go of friendships. I had let go of just myself as a woman that it was, becoming way too overwhelming and I was not happy and to me being able to express that to my husband and him support me in any way or journey was like really just like inspiring for me that he would give me the time to figure out where I wanted to go with this sense of like trying to find a fulfillment besides just being a mother and so when I told him the crazy idea of starting a podcast that was just kind of like okay well go for it you know and he's he's so supportive but also it, it's my outlet it's my like Mel says my healing it's my sense of like a creative sense that I can also reach other women who are mothers who have been through either postpartum depression, miscarriages, whatever it may be, to also give them that sense that you're not just wrapped up in motherhood 24-7. Like you can do something for yourself, whether it's once a week, once a month, whatever it may be, like have that time for yourself. And so in the route that this has taken is more than we, what we could have asked for right. and being in front of you ladies is such a 
overwhelming sense of like we're getting somewhere with our platform and also welcoming many other women to share their stories so that's just a little bit about us <laughs> yeah and, and and to add on to that is another reason why we wanted to start this podcast and yes it is modern day mujeres you know and it's just something to show that we are latina women but that's not all that we cater to yeah um, we cater to every single person and for us we wanted to open up the communities as a whole so everybody can have a chance and be heard by every single person mm -hmm. so latina women they may be the pe people that listen to us but we want them we want other people on our platform yeah for them to hear as mm -hmm. well yeah because for me it feels like opening up those topics and those platforms for women to not just be like oh okay they're not just latino women on there like there's women of color like i said minorities everything it's like it opens up a space for being more open-minded to not just your culture or not just open to your community but it extends you know um, a welcoming hand and just be like oh, okay like someone can resonate here or there on what I've been through and a different journey because all in all we're women and that's what we right. should be about is being a community and being in support of it yep so you're right now for us to speak on the entrepreneurship of whether it's a podcast uh, whether it's a business anything like that we've feel like we're still learning what this is going at. right yeah no I mean I, I I've taken plenty of business classes and nothing really prepares you for it than just jumping right in you mm -hmm. know um, I've done plenty of business plans I've registered businesses I've done the websites but nothing really prepared me for myself than actually jumping in and doing this um, so I'm still learning <laughs> it's a learning process and I love speaking to other entrepreneurs and getting their advice and their tips and letting you know them telling us what worked for them um, so that's important for me mm -hmm. and then sharing that knowledge with Liz as well because we are a partnership so mm -hmm. it wouldn't be fair for me to just keep all this knowledge to myself yeah and I think that's what we really want to touch base on is how can I do this? How can I make something worth that can be called a business? And I think when you already have it in mind and you're considering it, that that's already a part of the business. Um, now, the other end of it is obviously being able to network, find people who can support you, whether it's through Instagram, I mean Facebook, like literally it feels like now you have so many things at the palm of your hands that it doesn't actually become easier, but it's accessible rather than trying to scout it out through, you know, other business ventures where it's difficult to find people that will give you that time of day because sometimes they're like, well, it's just a thought and then now executing it is a whole different Right. right it's a whole different route so sometimes people do shy away or it feels like they just want to keep the information for themselves right no like you said you have to have a mentor you have to have somebody that's behind you keeping you accountable for making those decisions and when you have those plans share them with somebody so they keep you accountable um, I know I have a mentor not just in this podcast but in my corporate um, 
work as well in my corporate job. So they keep me accountable, making sure that I'm passing those goals and I'm exceeding those goals and helping me to make sure that I get there where I need to be here in this life. Yeah. And I and it's not always having that friend to be like oh yeah like those are great ideas like go oh, for no, it no no like, no, no. <laughs> and we have a friend too that is yeah. kind of like a business partner for us because yeah. trust us we have so many ideas that we want to start and they don't go through because it's too much at yeah. one time yeah and so we have this business partner I'll call him my business our business partner <laughs> and he tells us no you need to slow down yeah you know, you need to not go too too much too fast. Yeah. Because that's when you crash and burn. And so I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You're so right because then I don't want to start off with so much on our plate and then we just crash and burn. Yeah. And I think that was <laughs> that was uh, an eye opener because you expect the person to be on your corner to be like rooting for you. But sometimes it's not what you need, but it's what you should be hearing it's right. people to tell you the constructive criticism of maybe you need to work on this first to get to that finish line of it and that was sometimes you don't expect to hear that yeah. you just expect them to be like yeah woo, woo, woo. yeah because you're so ambitious you just yeah. want to have I mean we have a notebook full of things that we want to do but yeah. it's like just one at a time yeah <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Um, now, sometimes from that, like I said, who can you turn to, which is rather like mentors or finding someone who's been there. For us, we go to podcast panels. We go to yes. network events. We go to so many other events to learn from other people. That doesn't mean you're completely like ignorant to what you're doing but you're learning and you're growing and that is also one of the things you should find someone that you can either communicate in the same aspect of like oh well your podcast took off doing this well what can we do to get there you know and it's those people those mentors that sometimes you need to reach out to right and be like well how did you get here and it's amazing when people do share that because Honestly, it feels like sometimes we're in a competition with each other rather than a community. And I know for us, sometimes it's it's rather than doing that, I feel like we will grow more right. in sharing that sense of community rather than competition. Oh yeah, I feel like our we grow as people and we grow as our podcast when we share ourselves yeah. um, with other people. So I, I wasn't able to attend a couple of the events that Liz went to the past uh, month or so and I could because I was out of town and I was uh, had family emergencies but when I got back I couldn't believe how much she had done when I got back I was like oh my gosh you go girl like <laughs> it's, just, it's just amazing what what happens when you put yourself out there yeah. and you attend these events and you start talking to other people yeah, yeah. really sometimes that's why we don't shy a lot we don't shy away from collaborating with other women and reaching out and you know do you want to talk about this topic you know you have so much insight on this side of things like share your story how did you get there and sometimes they'll say no and that's completely okay yeah. doesn't mean that we can't lead on another path and find someone else who's willing to like you have to also be okay with someone who doesn't want to like be there or doesn't want to you know join or whatever and th that's part of like okay we'll find 
someone else. <laughs> right. No, no, no. And people come to us willingly as well that they want to share something or something clicked with them and they said, I resonate with that and I want to put my word out there. Yeah. And they want to share their tips or their business with us. Yeah. So. And so I know there is a lot of women here who have either their own careers, their own businesses. So if you guys would like to share and maybe share like one of your obstacles in what your business is, or if you want to share like a recent achievement, let us have you on. And yes. if you're willing to share, um, if someone would like to come up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you guys so much for sharing your background because I feel like Sometimes it's very hard to grow in a culturally diverse community mm -hmm. and also being a female and wanting to grow professionally. Yeah. So we have a lot of ladies. Um, I wanted to start off with... <laughs> Come on up. <laughs> Let us know your name and what you do and yeah. You can pull it towards you. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, my name is Chuhi and I am a um, technical sourcer, which is kind of like a recruiter. And um, I've been at for the past two years. And on Friday, I moved to Dublin wow. for a new role. Congratulations! Nice. Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been. It's, it's been a journey. Um, we all like to say no one really goes to college to become a recruiter. <laughs> so, of course, that's not what I thought that my life would end up being like. I originally went to school, um, to I went to college to study journalism, mm -hmm. and then I ended up with a degree in political communication and another degree in Italian. Oh, and wow. that has truly nothing to do with <laughs> what I do now. Hey, it's nice to have, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, and for, I mean, for folks who cannot see me who are listening to this podcast, I am um, Indian American. And so, sure, that was always tough being in college and being in those advanced Italian classes and yeah. studying in Italy and living in Italy. And people are like, why are you here? <laughs> like, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think I watched Eat, Pray, Love a bit too much. Is that so. how you got into Italian? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> being interested in it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I also worked at gelato shops a lot when I was a little girl, which I know sounds stupid, but I worked at gelato shops for almost three years of my life. Wow. Like in high school and college, they were my first jobs. So I found, I, I, I wanted to study Latin in college and um, my advisor was like, don't do that. Like, it's not very useful and the classes are really difficult yeah. at um, UT, which is where I went. So I was like, fine, I'll study Italian. And then first day of class, I yeah. knew very deep down, I was like, this feels right. And I don't yeah. know why, mm -hmm. um, but it felt really beautiful to me. Um, so anyway, after all of that, I graduate. I taught English in Italy this whole time, like really not knowing what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and then I worked in public relations for a couple years in Dallas. And I started in public relations as a diversity fellow. And I show up in this office of a hundred people and like, apart from leadership, it was almost all white women who had gone to the same religious schools and they were all in the same sororities. 
And like the first day, I remember looking around at the shoes that the women were wearing, and they were all wearing wedges. Every single woman in that <laughs> that office of a hundred were wearing wedges, and I was like, I don't even own wedges. And I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I can't buy osmosis, fix this diversity problem. <laughs> but you know, I stuck with it, and yeah. by a lot of luck, I ended up. And um, I was like a contractor for a couple years, just really hoping that I would get the opportunity to stay. Yeah. Um, and I was presented the opportunity to interview for a job at, in Dublin. Again, not thinking that anything would come of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like get good interview scores and the recruiter will feel bad for me. <laughs> yeah. She'll be like, let's put you somewhere else. Um, and I got it. So I'm yeah. moving on That's amazing. Friday. That's so exciting. There's some cultural tidbits in there. I hope that Oh no. No, you're, we but, always have to be able to shy away from saying, having that imposter syndrome, what I like to call, yes. and saying, I know my worth and this is what right. I deserve. And that's yeah. that's the most important thing. It's standing in your power and like I deserve this. Like I worked for it and even if it's whether out of luck or whatever, you're there for a reason and that's amazing. Like And they wanted you there. <laughs> I feel so, very yeah. yeah. It's 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 a lot of women supporting other women, a yes. lot of people who have believed in me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm hoping to see more of that because even though I work at this company that is in my eyes, and I'm very biased, like one of the best tech companies in the world, like there's <laughs> so much room for improvement. Yeah. And it's really difficult to, and I don't think you should ever feel the need to separate your identity to your cult from your cultural background. Yes. Right. That will always be in my narrative. Yeah. Um, and I am grateful and happy that I am also able to pursue a career and not give up those things yes. and also explore right. other cultural backgrounds. Yeah. And right. that's the amazing part of it. You're, you're still willing to learn from what you're going through. Right. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> but that's amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Sahar Kuzwari. Um, I work for Baylor Scott and White. I'm a project manager for them. Um, I think one of the challenges that I faced, and I talked to you guys about this briefly over dinner, and I think that for me it was not only being a woman, not only having cultural differences, but also being the youngest one in the room. And I think a lot of us, you know, we do grow up, and I know there's a lot of early careers in the room, and we get worried about um, what are they going to think if I'm the youngest one there. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important to let your work first speak for itself right. because um, I like to call it reputational capital. Yes. So having that reputation and letting that be your capital, letting that be your resume, let that speak for itself, uh, not necessarily your age. And I think also I told them is calling the elephant out in the room and saying, hey, I know I'm different. Yes, I know <laughs> you see my name and I know that I, yeah, I'm not from, or my family's not from here. Um, and also saying, um, Yes, I am young, and I think a lot of times you're thinking it, they're thinking it, um, and instead of you going around in circles and dodging the issue, just saying it very calmly, like, I know, I have a baby face. Um, <laughs> and I just think that just saying it and going on with, you know, whatever you have to do, yeah. um, I think that that has helped me a lot um, with my career um, and advancing uh, I've asked them multiple times after doing my internship, why'd you guys choose me? Because 
the next person up is 36 years old and I'm 23. And I asked them, I said, why did you guys pick me? And they said, because you weren't afraid of your own skin. I, as soon as I came in, I said, well, you can clearly see my name's not from here. Um, <laughs> because they brought an, uh, an interpreter in. Oh, wow. Assuming oh, off the bat wow. that I was not going to speak English. Yeah. Um, I think that number two saying uh, that, yeah, I know I'm young, but let me tell you a little bit about my background and yeah. how I ended up here. Um, and I just think that that's some advice I have yeah. for being an early careerist and for having a different background for sure for culture. Yeah, yeah I mean I, I go along with that. I mean I have a corporate job as well and I it's taken me a long time to climb up that ladder of showing them my worth and it's gone from me switching different jobs and going to different companies to show my worth but the thing that I've learned is just going in there and being confident in your job and your skills that you have and a lot of people lack that so this last job that I took um, just actually a month ago, um, they they called me seriously the day that I interviewed and they wanted me there and I was like, why did you want me? And they said, because you know what you're talking about and you came in confident, you spoke correctly. I mean, just, you know, and I learned that from my mentor. Mm -hmm. I mentored for about five months looking for another job from actually an old boss of mine. And so he went and he's like, okay, these are the things that you need to work on. And yeah, it took like, it took a lot for me to hear that. Like, I really have stuff that I need to work on. And I did, and I did that. And so, yeah, it's going in there, knowing what you can offer them and just being confident in yourself. Yeah, mm -hmm. it definitely will take, it might take some of us a little bit longer to climb those ladders. Um, but don't be afraid to climb a ladder. Um, and if it's if you're not reaching the point that you need to, it's probably not your ladder. Yeah. Um, and I've been told that multiple times. Like, yeah. I'll be wanting to transition in Baylor, and I'm like, this is what I want, and it won't happen. And yeah. sometimes my mentor has to come to me and tell me, so hard. It just means that that's not your ladder right. yes. yet. Not and yet. just know that you know culturally, it might take you longer than it takes someone else. But just having that reputational capital speak for itself. Right. Yes. Yep. That's amazing. You're right. you Really great insight. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Huma Khan. Thank you for having me. Of on. course. This is like my first time ever getting to <laughs> do something like this. <laughs> Same girl. I know. <laughs> um, I'm a psychiatrist and I'm Muslim um, and I work with uh, veterans. So okay. I'm in Okay. Literally the Boons, I work at the VA uh, bottom. Okay. So my patient population literally is all you know, Caucasian or African American, mm -hmm. some, some Hispanic actually, which is nice. Um, so I, but I don't get to see a wide variety of cultures. Yeah. So what's really nice um, uh, that I found initially uh, as an obstacle for me was being Muslim working at the VA, yeah. you know, how are these patients going to see me? Because mm -hmm. yeah. the majority of them um, are coming back from Iraq and Pakistan yeah. and look kind of, you know, kind of similar to um, yeah. the people that they would see there. So it was kind of nice to be able to break that stigma for them yes. of what a Muslim looks like. Yeah. Yeah. We're not all scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, people generalize, they see what they see on the media. Yeah. Um, and then they, they've, they've gone to a war and yeah. horrible things. So it's nice to kind of be able to show them that, you know, 
we're not all. It's not everybody. Right. It's right. Not everybody. Yeah. And I feel like um, that's what's actually given me good rapport with my patients is you know being able to see that you know I've kind of helped to break that barrier. Yeah. So they don't see that all of us are so negative. So I would yeah. really enjoy being able to kind of help them, but initially going into you know this was like my first career out of residency mm -hmm. working with veterans that was like my biggest fear was how are they going to perceive, yeah. perceive you and yeah. will i be able to break that barrier because i work in psychiatry so will i be yeah. able to develop that rapport to help them yeah. you know, get better in their depression or their ptsd mm -hmm. um, and it's been a process and there's some patients that see me and see my name and they mm -hmm. say well to see someone that yeah. doesn't, you know, look Caucasian yeah. or yeah. a certain yeah. way, you know, so of course. it's been nice to be able to break that barrier. And that's, that's amazing good. that you've also built that sense of, like, there's nothing besides what has happened, but building that relationship between a psychiatrist and a veteran, because it's not easy. I come from family of veterans, and it's, they have a wide range of things that they've gone through that we can't just be so easy and be like well I know what you're going through or be easy and be like you'll be okay you know and you're that barrier to also open up what I would say kind of like a closed-minded a sense of of a different like background you know because also for us that's a big thing like we said for us having this podcast and being able to be in front of other women of a different culture yeah. and backgrounds also helps our culture to know that there's more out there than just what we right. know and it's okay mm -hmm. to sit in a room and be different and that's what makes you you yeah. so it's not like it doesn't I guess <laughs> in a better sense of saying like it's not gonna hurt you meeting someone new right. and knowing someone else from a different culture yeah. and what you're doing is amazing I mean like hats off to you because no, I know it's I know not it's a easy. tough job oh it is not I mean they come in with this you know a lot of them you know don't believe in mental health yes and, right. you know, oh, how is this going how are you going to help me yeah how are these medications going to help me but yeah it's nice to be able to you know eventually break that barrier and get that trust from yeah. them and mm -hmm. um, I mean I, I even had like a was a Caucasian male patient that actually told me he remembered being in Afghanistan and having like the local foods there and he yeah. was asking me about you know <laughs> do I make that food yeah. so it was kind of nice to, yeah, mm -hmm. nice to be able to you know share that with him yeah um, and then there's been some patients that literally meet me and I've never seen them again just yeah. because you know just because of the way that I look and my yeah. name and so mm -hmm. you know I don't let it get to me but you mm -hmm. know there are there are those there are those that just you have those days and it bothers yeah. me but um, I just try to remember my goal yeah that's helping veterans um, that's amazing well, thank you for doing that thank you for doing that thank do you, you have you had a recent achievement that you want to share I um, mean in any aspect achievement being able to like raise a family and work I feel like is a really big achievement yes. for me I feel yeah. like it's a it's a big juggle kind mm -hmm. of uh, balancing work life family life yeah. social life so I feel yeah. like that's kind of that I, is. I feel like I have a good sense, but there's always this. It, there's always the juggle. You know, yeah. Especially yeah. when you're wanting to like do all three, it's 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 yeah. difficult. Mm -hmm. But but you get it. I have done. a wonderful husband, and mm -hmm. we kind of work as a team. And yeah, you know, he has more flexibility, and 
and ha I have my area and he has his area yeah. and kind of work well together. Yeah, and that's what oh, makes that's you great. guys a great yeah. team. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for sharing so that with us. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, ladies, really, I want to give a, a moment for. I have one more person. Yeah. Oh sure. Before we conclude, yeah. so I wanted to um, also have Razan Hamidet. Um, she's a lawyer, and she's gotten to experience law in different countries and oh, great. also here. Awesome. So, of course. Um, want to to introduce her and let her share a little. Okay, bit of course. Background. Yeah. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? I'm great. How are you? So I have two different, I guess, stories for you guys. Yeah. Um, um, my name is uh, Rizan Hamidah, first of all. I'm an attorney here in Dallas. Um, I have been practicing for five years, but I actually didn't start here. I graduated from Dallas, but um, after I got married, um, I moved across the world to Saudi Arabia. Wow. And being a female and being an attorney, trying to find a job was like impossible. Wow. And, like, yeah. yeah. Um, especially uh, being born and raised in the United States and having, oh sorry, um, <clears throat> being born and raised in the United States and having the mentality of you can achieve anything and um, you can be anything that you want to be mm -hmm. and then yeah. moving to a culture that's basically um, starting, like they are now just starting to um, empower women, but at the time that I had moved there, yeah. being a female attorney was unheard of. Wow, Even bet. in the like, American law firms, like international law firms, um, I would go and like, basically, I would call them, I wouldn't get a response, I would email them, I wouldn't get a response, so I had to um, go door to door and I would be like, why are you guys not responding to me, you know? Oh my wow. God. And um, they would tell me, we just, you know, you're you're a female, like we don't know where we would, you know, put you. Mm -hmm. and stuff. And they, these are wow. American attorneys. Wow. So, um, later on, I actually, uh, you know, I still, I kept trying to find a job. Um, I had my daughter there and then uh, the opportunity to teach at the first ever like female law school in Saudi Arabia like, wow. presented itself to me. That's so um, I got to teach um, women that wanted to aspire to become attorneys in a place where it was unheard, unheard of. of. Yeah. yeah, that is so, so cool. It was an amazing experience. You're part of like a movement, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a pioneer yeah. in a way for something that's new. Yeah, that's so cool. But. Um, other than that, I afterwards I moved back to Dallas, and I'm a practicing attorney here now. I practice um, personal injury law, um, civil litigation, and family law. Okay. And the obstacle of being a um, woman that wears the scarf and uh, having to go to court and you yeah. know argue, you know, my clients perspective mm -hmm. and trying to get people to relate to me that maybe might not relate to me yeah is definitely an obstacle oh yeah, yeah. um as i didn't really see it as that i saw it as a challenge mm -hmm. and um 
you know, I'm really happy. You know, yeah, just, where you've made it at. Yeah, that's great that you see it. That that's your viewpoint, as you see it as a challenge. Yeah. And a lot of people try to, when they see that challenge, they just want to give in the towel. Like this is not for me. This is not what I'm going to do. Exactly. But you're just like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm called to do. Yeah. <laughs> An achievement actually is. Um, uh, I won a really important uh, hearing for my client this past week for the first time, kind of like alone. Yeah. So that was like a really big, you know, win where you nice. like, That's know, amazing. Yeah. Awesome. You always have to be able to give time to not just talk about like the losses. You want to fret on the, I didn't do a good time yeah. or I didn't make it good this time, but you're you have to look forward to when you do make a big achievement yes. and be your number one supporter and put it out there yeah. because yeah. you know you might inspire the next person to be like okay like i've had so many losses up to this point yeah i'll get a win exactly right. and that's yeah. amazing yeah. i completely agree yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you for having me <laughs> no, thank, thank you, you for sharing with so us much. Much. we wanted to thank you guys for, for coming and sharing your story and then for everyone for sharing your story yes. about how, um, how you guys really, there's a lot of achievements more than challenges. Yeah, yes, and that's, that's the amazing yeah. part of it. And like we said, we always wanna be that platform. And again, if you ladies, anybody wants to ever send us a message, email, DM about any story, or you in the future, we are already setting up for 2020. Yes. <laughs> we are not slowing down. <laughs> so for sure, make sure you guys just reach out to us and let us know of a story you want to share um, about any aspect. It doesn't generally have yeah. to be business or entrepreneurship. It can be something personal or something you feel passionate about that you want anybody to hear. So yes. thank you once again a lot for thank having us so and Chai much. Talk ladies. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. So yeah guys, thank you so much for listening into our live and once again we are so thankful for the opportunity to even be here and uh, join Chai Talk Texas for today's event. Yes, it was an experience and I'm so <laughs> glad we got to share this together. Yeah, and I'm not nervous anymore. No, I'm not either. You did such a great job. I'm so proud of you and I'm proud of us proud for of doing us. this. High five. Yes. <laughs> so yeah guys, until next time, bye. Bye. Help us get more exposure. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast and click on the fifth star. And subscribe to get notifications on all our newest episodes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Modern Day Mujeres and now on Twitter at Modern Day Mujer. The link is in our bio. Check it out.